There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And today we'll be discussing episode six of season one of The Ark. Okay, this is weird because we had a little bit of a time jump. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, uh, a good thing and not just daily crisis. So, all right. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they had a little time to kind of unwind, not be on edge all the time about what's the next disaster. But who knows? All right. I guess we'll see. Yep. Well, we do have some ratings for this episode. It brought in a 0.07 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.361 million viewers, making it the 79th rated cable show for the day. Not bad. Slowly but surely increasing, that's for sure. All right. Well, our recap is just huge. Yes, Again. as always. <laughs> Episode 6, 2 by 2 the crew must devise a plan after identifying a planet rich in much-needed fuel. Yeah, well, we open with Captain Garnett and her team. Felix, Dr. Kabir, Alicia, Eva, and Lane and Bryce. Felix reveals that everyone on Arc 1 appears to have settled into a peaceful routine. About time. Garnett asks ask Kabir if Medbay has seen a similar calm. However, Kabir seems preoccupied with staring into space. After a beat, Kabir snaps back into reality and agrees with Felix's assessment. It's all quiet on the ship front. Ava informs the council that the shuttle repairs have been made and the NIPs are running at 50%. Unfortunately, they won't have enough fuel to get to Proxima B. Bryce reassures the council, now in an uproar over Eva's statement that he and Alicia are searching for uranium-238, which Alicia collaborates. Eva believes they'll run out of fuel if they don't find it in the coming weeks. One crisis after another on this ship. Then Angus presents the first small harvest from the bio-shelter to fervent applause. Mind you, each plate only has two items on it, but it's a start. Bryce finishes his meal quickly and exits the mess hall only to fall unconscious almost immediately in the hallway. Oh, that can't be good. What's more, he knew it was coming. Meanwhile, Felix delivers food to Dr. Kabir from the mess hall. He orders it, her to eat and rest while he keeps watch. She drags her feet, but eventually and reluctantly departs with the fruits of Angus's labor. Bryce wakes in his quarters post-collapse, wondering how he made it back in one piece. He asks Jelena if he was with someone the night before. She counters that she doesn't care who's warming his bed these days. That said, she was asleep. The mystery deepens. Next, 
Garnett calls Lane into her quarters. She pulls out a bottle of whiskey. They're not supposed to have alcohol on the ship, but oh well, rules be damned. They share a drink. Lane and Garnett's dynamic is one of the best developed aspects of this show. It's lovely to see a softer side of their relationship. Yeah, about time. Instead of him trying to have her put out the airlock. Right. Garnett thanks Lane for being a stellar number two and forcing her to reveal her secret to everyone aboard. She toasts to no secrets between them. Well, about that. Right? When he pauses, it's like, okay, like she doesn't pick any of this up? What the heck? Yeah. Later, Bryce reveals he's made a discovery. There's a nearby planet with uranium-238 on their exact route to Proxima B. After the team deliberates their next move regarding Bryce's discovery, Eva pulls the ladder aside to check to check up on him. She reveals she found him unconscious outside the mess hall and returned him to his bunk. Well, that's nice. Damn, she apparently is really strong, too. Yeah. Avis asked if he was drunk, and uh, where'd you get it then? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, he's Scottish. He can hold his booze. <laughs> the conversation erupts into an argument as Bryce's Scottishness unleashes in full force, and Eva retali- retaliates in rapid-fire Serbian. And I love it, because it's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> he insists that he doesn't have to disclose private matters. Side note, it still blows my mind that Richard Fleshman is from Manchester. His Scottish accent is incredible. I did not realize that. I really yep. thought he was Scottish. Okay. Eventually, Eva vows to keep Bryce's collapse a secret, despite not knowing the why of it all. Mostly because he swore on his mother and she's like, well, do you like your mother? Right. I love that part. Eventually, we have Lane attending his last scheduled therapy session with Kat, but claims that he still wants to continue their sessions because he's a little stressed out. Yeah. He asks our favorite therapist slash influencer if concealing a secret can have a detrimental side effect physically. I love it. Oh, do you have the runs? Yeah. What kind of doctor are you? Kat verifies this, which leads Lane to confide in her his big secret. William Trust is stashed away on Arc 1, and Kat's eyes widen like saucers, and she urges him to keep this information quiet. Well, that threw me. Yep. Don't tell Garnett. Why? Because countless folks want to kill Trust, and we don't know which boat she's in. Right. At least that's what she's heard from her sessions that people want him done dead out there. Yeah. Then Lane sneaks into the hidden room storing William Trust and his wife, Helena. He watches an interview on his tablet featuring the couple. How does nobody notice him kind of sneaking off and then disappearing? Right. The interview asks if it's true that Trust wanted to travel on Arc 5 because he was afraid of earlier arcs wouldn't reach their destinations. Well, that's one way to piss somebody off. Yeah, but seems to be true. (laughs) Yes. So what did he know is what I'm wondering. Yeah. But Trust vehemently denies this, leading Helena to respond that Trust constructed the earlier arcs to travel to closer planets. He also plans to stay behind on Earth to perfect his faster-than-light-speed engine. So why are they on Arc 1, then? That's a damn good question. What if they're clones and there's yep. clones of him on everyone? 
Meanwhile, Lane finds yet another room holding DNA samples for various animal species to ensure the survival on Proxima B. Okay, so how was he going to do that? Yeah. Again, clone them? Is there other technology? Yeah, uh, kind of figuring that they'd clone some. Yeah. On the bridge, Eva and Bryce bicker over the former's work while presenting a strategy for extracting uranium-238 from the nearby planet by utilizing a star to activate their solar sails. Garnett and Lane give the go-ahead to implement said strategy. Next, Felix finds Kabir in a state while she searches feverishly for her pills. Oh yeah, she was losing her shit. Yes, she was. Felix reveals that he hid them from her because he recognizes the signs of substance addiction. And I love it. She's like, I'm not addicted to substances. Those are just... Okay, that's a thing right there. Yes. You're explaining it away. Of course, Kabir claims she can handle it. She knows what amphetamines do to a person. I don't think I've ever seen that, but I guess it depends on how much she's taking. Right. Felix encourages her to acknowledge her dependency and Face it. And he vows to help watch the med bay so she can work through any withdrawal symptoms. And then he'll keep it a secret, too. Yeah. Kavir collapses in tears while Felix is confronting her, which that was a little sad. But you know what? Maybe she's not so far gone. Yeah. That she can deal with this. Yep. Later, Garnett and the crew prepare to embark on their mission. After initializing sun protection, they brace for acceleration while whipping around the star. The team opens the ship's solar sails. Suddenly, the star throws off a massive solar flare, tearing one of the sails. If they don't pull out of the star's gravity without the sails, they'll be shot back into it. Garnett volunteers to travel outside to repair the sail manually. As a clone, she can withstand the most solar radiation. Well, probably. She dons a suit. Yeah, hopefully. She dons a suit and ventures out to space. Much to her crew's dismay, even Lane's not happy about it. After all, Dr. Hall never tested Garnett in that regard. Garnett successfully fixes the solar sail. However, she loses consciousness once the team brings her back inside. Welts, little radioactive kisses cover her face. (laughs) Lane and Jelena take her to the med bay, yep. Thankfully, they have enough power with the solar sails to make it to the planet. Unfortunately, this planet is chock full of the substance that impacted the ship, as is evidenced by the tracker Angus and Alicia Crafted. Lane gives Garnett, leaves Garnett and Felix's care in the med bay and assumes duty as acting captain. Bryce believes they should change course, but Eva counters that they'll need the uranium, otherwise they're dead in space. Lane struggles to make a decision. Oh, so you really wanted to be boss, but you can't make a decision. Oh, my gosh. His attitude there. He's like, crap, this is hard. <laughs> yeah. However, he eventually allows Bryce to venture ahead on the shuttle to survey the planet and determine whether it's safe to approach. Lane reluctantly lets Eva accompany Bryce on the shuttle after she claims there are still repairs to be made. Did anybody here really decide? I mean, Lane was like, well, I'm going to, and Bryce like, I'm doing it, bye. And then Ava's like, and I'm going with him, bye. Yeah. I mean, there she wasn't a whole lot of a choices. thinly veiled threat to divulge everything about Bryce if he doesn't let her go with him. She didn't even know why he passed out. Just chill. Well, that's what she gets, or he gets. Tell her. Yep. And then maybe she won't be like, listen, 
listen, jackass. But obviously, it was necessary because while in the shuttle, Bryce loses consciousness again. Yep. Oh, great. And Lane calls to ask Bryce a question, which Eva, you know, little fib, says our favorite Scottish navigator is using the facilities. I didn't even know there was one on the shuttle. So, no. I mean, good? Yep. After splashing some water on his face and gently slapping him, Ava, yeah. you know, places her hand on his cheek and Bryce, Bryce wakes up. This was really funny. He's like, you love me. You want to kiss. Slap. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what you get. It could explain her unwavering interest in his situation, but Ava insistently prods Bryce until he succumbs to the pressure. You know, she was like, uh, Arc 1, there's something you need to know. Yeah. Ah, okay, never mind. He discloses that he has a terminal illness called Clampkin's disease. Well, that's probably named after whoever created this thing. Yeah. He contracted it from all that crap William Trust launched into the atmosphere to save Earth. It didn't work out so well. Reminds no. me very much of Firefly and what we find out in Serenity. Yep. Bryce doesn't know how much time he has left, claiming the fainting spells arrive in clusters, but are no indication of the severity of the disease. It explains Bryce's reckless behavior and constant volunteering to be a hero. I mean, I guess it's one way to go out. Yep. Eva vows to keep his secret. I've said it once, but it bears repeating. Richard Fleshman is the best actor in the arc, especially with the accent. I can't help yes. it. It's great. It's a subtle and understated performance, but nuances and complexities bubble beneath the surface. Meanwhile, Garnett wakes in the med bay after her full feet of radioactive daring. Felix and Kabir are there to support her, although Kabir wasn't there at first. And I love it. She's like in a little... I don't know, cocoon, kind of, <laughs> with stuff all over her face. A whole lot of lotion, you know, a little sunburnt, I guess. Since she survived, Dr. Hall's alteration to her DNA, tardigrade strand apparently worked, hopefully. And Kabir comes clean with what's going on with her and used to vomit, clearly in withdrawal stage. And I love it. She's like, I'll be fine. I'll just be throwing up a mutt. Yeah. I'm going to go do that now. Thank you. It's like, okay. Again, I would hope that there is some sort of bathroom in the med bay. So at yeah. least she could have made it close and it's not in a hallway. Yuck. Felix puts Garnett in a wheelchair after she's like, take me to the bridge. He's like, no, that's not a good idea. It's like, wasn't a request. Nope. <laughs> so he takes her up in a wheelchair and everyone there is delighted. We get the slow clap. It's like, really? Come on. Lane fills Garnett in on what's transpired since she fell ill. And on the shuttle we see ava checking in with the team to reveal the shuttle scans are not detecting anything no harmful substance no nothing that can damage the ship or their uranium what's going on alicia muses about whether it's on the other side of the planet yes there's two sides okay so here's the thing we see bryce and eva swing around and find something shocking i swear they did not complete the special effects because i'm like is the shocking part that the planet looked flat? Right. Because that's what it looked like to me. But no, it's something else which made me go, oh my gosh, I need the next episode right now. Right. They find another arc. And this is going to be, I don't know, spicy. Maybe they can pull a bunch of stuff off. Maybe they can help pull it along. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, who knows what this is going to be. Because the arc's position behind the planet implies 
it might have been launched before Arc 1, but not necessarily. I'm thinking it was still in near lights. Right. So that was probably, you know, going right along. And then it got hit with the same damaging chemical and right. it just stopped. So yeah. I still think they're going to somehow be able to dock and at least get supplies. Maybe. If sleeper pods are not destroyed there. or. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Up. I mean. Maybe they can combine the two so they have two shuttles. There's got to be a way to do something. Right. But now that we've moved past Malcolm Perry Garnett mystery, it's time to sink our teeth into something new. Yeah. Yes. And this, this could go arc. so many different ways. Yes, because I want to know what arc this. What if it that one's like arc five or something? No, I think they didn't. They say it was arc three. Oh, I didn't hear them say the number. Yeah. Oh, and I'm pretty did. sure it was arc three. Oh, okay. So this is interesting. I don't know what this means. Like I said, I'm like, damn it, I want the next episode. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast. With good ratings and reviews, it helps other fans of the show find us, as there are a few other ARC podcasts out there. Tell your friends, and we do hope you're enjoying our podcast, and don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcast. There are a lot, and you can check them out at www.fangirlzone.com, along with our contacts page, which shows you all of the ways to get a hold of us, and we will answer your questions and comments, even if it's after the season because we want to know what you think and not everybody watches everything at the same time yep so for this episode of sci-fi talk i'm steve okay uh firstly i'm scottish so i don't pass out from booze and i'm sean fangirl s and until next time <laughs>